breadcrumbs or waves. Breadcrumbs or waves. And if you've got a Bible this morning, can you please turn to Mark chapter 6, and we're going to be reading from verse 45 to 52. Mark chapter 6, verse 45 to 52. And I'm going to be reading it from the Passion Translation of the Bible. And it says this. It says, after everyone had had their meal, Jesus instructed his disciples to get back into the boat and go on ahead of him and sail to the other side of Bethesda. So he dispersed the crowd, said goodbye to his disciples, then slipped away to pray on the mountain. As night fell, the boat was in the middle of the lake and Jesus was alone on land. The wind was against the disciples and he could see that they were straining at the oars trying to make headway. When it was almost morning, Jesus came to them, walking on the surface of the water, and he started to pass by them. When they all saw him walking on the waves, they thought he was a ghost and screamed out in terror. But he said to them at once, don't yield to fear, have courage. It's really me, I am. Then he came closer and climbed into the boat with them. And immediately the stormy wind became still. They were completely and utterly overwhelmed with astonishment because they failed to learn the lesson of the miracle of the loaves and their hearts were unwilling to learn the lesson. You know, unfortunately this week, if you've turned on your TV and you've turned on the news, coronavirus is back in the headlines once again. You know, I thought we were past all this, you know, things were easing, restrictions were easing, but unfortunately it's back in the headlines. People have got, uh, the, the number of cases are rising each and every day. And it seems to have happened quite quickly, doesn't it? Over the last few weeks, seems to be on the horizon again. And now many people are afraid. I'm sure there might be some people here this morning who, who are afraid of this again. You know, we're panicking, wondering, are we going to go into lockdown again? What's going to happen with the future? But you know, this week, right the way throughout this week, on the news, different people, whether it's Boris Johnson, Mark Drakeford, different MPs, they've all been given this same sort of advice. And it's something that hit me this week. They've all been saying that if we remember in this moment to remember all the instructions from a few months ago about wearing face masks, about washing our hands, about social distancing. If we do that and remember that, then there won't be a rise and we won't have to go into full lockdown again and we might escape this coming storm. They said, if you remember those instructions from before, then we won't have to go through lockdown all again. Now, as we come to Mark chapter six this morning, this is a day unlike any other for the disciples. And it's sort of a day like us. They were living uh, in that day. They seen a miracle in the morning. And then in the evening, they were going to go through a storm. And it seems like that, doesn't it? We've just come from the miracle. Everything was easy. We're back in church. But now all of a sudden, it looks like we're heading into another storm. You know, the fame of Jesus, it was spreading everywhere. It was like wildfire. Everybody wanted to see Jesus. They'd heard about him, the son of God, the man who's performing miracles, the, the incredible teacher. They wanted to come and see him. And so people were clamoring everywhere to find Jesus. However, the Bible tells us that Jesus was feeling physically and emotionally tired because we must remember that Jesus, yes, he was fully God, but he was also fully man as well. And he was exhausted in his natural body. And so Jesus, he wanted to try and find some respite from all the crowds chasing him. So he says to his disciples, let's jump into this boat and let's get away for some time. He took his closest friends and said, let's rest 
for some time. However, the Bible tells us that the crowds recognized Jesus and they followed him. They walked along the shore and they ended up on the other side where he was going to, where the boat was going to stop. But you know, our savior, he didn't turn away the crowds. He didn't reject them. Our God is a compassionate God. He's a God who makes time for us. And even though he was physically tired, Jesus, he goes to speak to the crowds. And it wasn't just a small crowd. It wasn't just like a small gathering like this. The Bible tells us that there were 5,000 men waiting on the shore, plus women and children. That was a massive crowd who had come ready to hear Jesus. But Jesus, he wanted to speak to them. Even though his disciples said, look, you need rest. He said, no, I'm going to speak to the crowd. And so Jesus begins teaching them. And the crowd, they were amazed at his teachings. But time was going on a little bit and they were starting to get hungry. The day was going on. They were getting hungry. And the disciples come up to Jesus and say, look, the crowds are getting hungry. We're going to have to sort out some food. Jesus, can you sort out some food? But Jesus said, look, I'm busy teaching. Any chance you boys can go and get some food for all the crowds. But then the disciples, they start complaining and saying, look, we haven't got enough money. If you don't remember, we've left our jobs. But there's no way that we can afford to pay for lunch for all of these people. So Jesus says, right, okay. I'm going to send you into the crowds and go into the crowds and see what you can find. See if you can find any bread. So the disciples, they go into the crowds and then they come back and they say to Jesus, look, we found this. This is all that we found. There was this little boy and all he had was five loaves and two fish. That's all that he had. And Jesus, he says, that's fine. So he takes it from them and he blesses it. He gives thanks to God for it. Now, Jesus knew, the disciples knew, and I'm sure the crowds watching knew, they knew that this was nowhere near enough food to feed the multitude. But yet Jesus gives thanks to, it, to, to his heavenly father for it. Then the Bible says something interesting. The Bible says he begins to break it and he begins to give it to his disciples. But all of a sudden, he keeps on breaking it and he keeps on breaking it and he keeps on breaking it and they feed more and more people. And then the Bible tells us that he fed not only the 5,000 men who were there, but there would have been women and children as well. But there was enough food for everybody. You know, it wasn't until that bread was broken that it began to multiply. And we need to realize sometimes that the blessing is in the breaking. Sometimes God allows us to go through a breaking process, not to hurt us, not to harm us, but it's for our good. It is for blessing. It is for multiplication. The blessing was in the breaking. And this was an incredible miracle. But the miracle was so great, not only did it feed all the people who were there, but the Bible tells us there were 12 basketfuls left over. Now, we must know about our God. Our God is good with maths. He's good with, with maths. Even so much so that even in the Bible, he's got a book called Numbers. He is good at maths, our God is. So he knew how many people were in the crowd. But yet the Bible says there were 12 basketfuls left over. And I believe that there were 12 basketfuls left over because our God wants us to know that he isn't just the God of enough, but he is the God of the more than enough. He is the God who is able to supply more than we need. He is the God of the overflow. And the disciples, they must have been amazed at seeing all this. It was an incredible day. They seen this miracle where Jesus performed and fed all of these people just from five loaves and two fish. The Bible says they were astonished and they would have realized 
Yes, he is the son of God. He is all powerful. He is the miracle worker. But then after that, the Bible tells us this in verse 45 of Mark chapter 6. It says, after everyone had had their meal, Jesus instructed the disciples to get back into the boat and go on ahead of him and sail to the other side of Bethesda. We see there it says, Jesus instructed. Or in other translations, they'll say Jesus insisted or Jesus constrained them to go. Jesus told them that they had to go into the boat to head over to the other side of Bethesda. Jesus here, he was giving them divine instruction. It wasn't a matter of if you feel like it, guys, then go into the boat and head over. He said, you have to go into the boat over the other side. Now, the disciples, they didn't know it but they were about to head into a storm. But what's interesting was, is that Jesus knew that this storm was going to come. Jesus knew he was going to send his disciples into the storm. And you know, it's really important for us to understand that sometimes when we go through difficulties, when we go through the storm, sometimes we think this is God's judgment. This is God's punishment. God has allowed me to go through this storm because of something that I've done in the past, something I've done wrong. Sometimes when we see what's going on in our world, we think this is God's judgment upon the world. And the enemy will tell us that it is God trying to get us back from a a mistake that we've made. That's why God is allowing us to go through the storm. But we need to realize this morning, that's a lie from the enemy. Because we see here, Jesus instructed them to go. Jesus didn't give them a choice. He told them to go into the boat. He knew the storm was coming and he put them right into the path. And I believe the Lord wants to remind us this morning that God sometimes allows us to go through the storm, but we must realize when he allows us to go through the storm, it is by divine instruction. Everything is in the hand of our God. Our God is in control of everything. God doesn't cause the storm, but he allows us to go through the storm sometime. And I believe the reason why he allows us to go through the storm is not so that we might drown, not so that we might be harmed or we might be done for, but it's so that we might get a greater revelation of who he is. If we don't go through the storm sometimes, we won't realize that he is almighty, that he is all powerful, that he is a miracle worker. Sometimes God allows us to go through those because it is part of his plan. God wants you to receive something in the storm. And I really believe that this storm that is coming upon our land right now with coronavirus once again, I really believe that God wants us to see his plan and his hand in this situation. You know, the, the multitude, the multitude, the crowds, they were still on the shore. They were still reminiscing over the blessing of the, the five loaves and the two fish and the incredible miracle. But Jesus told the twelve, to go into the boat because Jesus wanted to show them something more. They were going to see something more about God, not just that he was the God who was able to multiply. They were going to see a different side of God. Know that when God allows you to go through the storm, it is not to destroy you. It is to give you a greater revelation of who he is. But then it says this in Mark chapter 6, verse 47 to 51. It says, as night fell, the boat was in the middle of the lake and Jesus was alone on land. The wind was against the disciples and he could see that they were straining against the oars, trying to make headway. When it was almost almost morning, Jesus came to them, walking on the surface of the water, and he started to pass them by. 
When they all saw him walking on the waves, they thought it was a ghost and they screamed out in terror. But he said to them at once, don't yield to fear, have courage. It's really me, I am. Then he came closer, climbed into the boat with them and immediately the stormy wind became still. You know, I love the first part of that where it says at night they were in the middle of the boat, but it says that Jesus could see them. Even though he was on the land, he could see them. Know that even when we can't see Jesus sometimes, Jesus always sees us. He knows exactly what we're going through. He knows when we're struggling. He sees us. Even when you can't see him in the middle of the storm, when the waves and the wind are coming, he sees you. He knows all about it. And I believe the Lord would say to us, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid because he sees it. He's not caught out by it. He knows about it. No matter what we're facing, no matter what storms come our way, whether we planned for it, whether we thought it was coming or not, whether it came to us suddenly, know that we don't have to be afraid. And the reason we don't have to be afraid is because not only does Jesus see us, but Jesus is coming for us. Jesus is coming. It says, as soon as he seen them straining against the oars with the wind and the waves, Jesus left and he started walking towards them. Jesus sees you. And then we see that Jesus, he was about to pass them by, but then they cried out. They thought it was a ghost. And then he came to them. You know, sometimes when we're in the middle of the storm, we must not forget to call upon our God. When we're in need, it is importance for us to pray and call upon him because Jesus would have walked past them. But he, they cried out and then he came to them. It's important for us to call upon God in the middle of the storm. But then the Bible tells us that Jesus got into the boat and the wind and the waves were calm. You know, Matthew's gospel tells us that actually it was the time when Peter walked out on the water. He called and said, Lord, if it's really you, let me come. And he came and he started walking. But then he seen the wind and the waves and he began to sink, but Jesus rescued him. He got into the boat and he calmed the seas. But then there's two very interesting verses as we come towards the end this morning. It's two very interesting verses that I've read many, many times, but it was only this week that it really hit home for me and the Lord began to speak to me. It says, then he came closer, climbed into the boat with him, and immediately the stormy wind became still. They were completely and utterly overwhelmed with astonishment. Because they failed to learn the lesson of the miracles of the laws and their hearts were unwilling to learn the lesson. Now we need to understand that Jesus, he was a little bit upset with his disciples. If you read Matthew's gospel, it says that he said to Peter and the disciples, oh, you of little faith. And I've always wondered, why was Jesus upset with them? Was he upset at the fact that Peter walked out on water? No, I don't believe that for a second. Why was Jesus upset? Was he upset because they were going through the storm? Was he upset at that? No, it wasn't because of that. The reason why Jesus was upset with his disciples in this moment was because they didn't consider the miracle of the five loaves and two fish. In other words, instead of looking down on their coats and seeing the breadcrumbs left on their coats, they were too busy looking at the waves and the wind in their current situation. In other words, if they'd only looked down at their coat to see those breadcrumbs, they would have remembered who God was. They would have remembered that he was the miracle working God. If they'd only looked and seen those breadcrumbs on their coat, instead of looking at the wind and the waves, they would have been reminded that we belong to God Almighty, that God Almighty is on my side. He is the miracle worker, that he is greater than it all. He is the creator of the universe. And I wonder today, what are you looking at? Are you looking at the breadcrumbs of past miracles, of past victories? Are you, being, are you remembering all that God has done for you in the past? 
Or are you currently looking at the wind and the waves that are going on all around you? You know, I believe the Lord would remind us this morning and the Lord would encourage us to start looking at the breadcrumbs on our coats and stop looking at the wind and the waves that are going on around us. Because all that is happening around us, we must remember that if God has brought us through past storms, he can bring us through this storm as well. We must remember what our God has done for us. Look at all that God has done. Those breadcrumbs would have been a reminder of what God had done and they wouldn't have to be afraid. They wouldn't have had to be fearful because they would have remembered God Almighty was on their side. Even though the wind was coming, even though they were afraid, even though they were fearing for their life, if they just looked down, they would have remembered, God's on my side. God's on my side. And I wonder this morning, what are you looking at right now? I don't know what's going on in your personal lives right there this morning. Maybe you've come here today and you were going through a storm. You were going through something in your personal life. I wonder, are you looking at the waves in your current storm? Or you're looking back at the breadcrumbs of past miracles, past victories. You know, because I believe that when we begin to look back at all that God has done in our lives, that will give us strength and courage for the storm that we're in, knowing that we will get through it. You know, I've been reminded even this week of Psalm 23 verse 4. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. This storm that's come with coronavirus, it is only momentary. Yes, it might seem like a long time for us, but it will come to pass. It will come to an end. And I want to encourage us this morning to begin to look at the breadcrumbs of the past instead of looking at the waves in this current situation. Know and remember of all that God has brought you through. Just think about all that God has brought you through in the past. And if he's brought you through all of that, he will bring you through this current storm. And how do I know that? Because it says this in Malachi 3 verse 6. It says, I am the Lord... And I do not change. If you want a New Testament version of this, Hebrews 13, verse 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if he brought you through the waves of the the waves of the past, he'll bring you through the waves right now. Just look at the breadcrumbs. Don't look at the storm. Don't look at the wind. But look at the breadcrumbs on your coat. Focus on the breadcrumbs on your coat. The only reason that Jesus left uh, provided uh, leftovers so that the disciples would remember who he was and all that he is able to do. You know, if we're going to survive the storms of life, we don't survive by looking at the wind and the waves. We survive by reminding ourselves of the breadcrumbs. God, you brought me through that. You'll bring me through this. You were almighty. You performed a miracle. You healed me back then. You'll heal me of this disease. You restored that family member. You'll restore this one. No matter how dark the situation is, stop looking at the wind and waves. Start looking at the breadcrumbs. As we come to a conclusion today, I believe the Lord would say to us, if we would just look down at some of the breadcrumbs of the past, the previous miracles, how God has opened doors, how God has provided, how God has healed you, how God has performed miracles in loved ones' lives. Look at the previous miracles and that will give you courage and strength for the current storm that you were in because you remember, yes, my God is faithful. My God is faithful. You know, a song that I listened to this week on my walk with Charlie is great is thy faithfulness. He is a faithful God. He never, ever changes. I want to encourage you this morning. I believe the Lord will encourage us. Remember where God has brought you from and remember where he's able to take you as well. This storm is only momentary. The wind and waves will stop. Jesus is in control. He's allowed it. But no, look down at your court this morning. Look down at the breadcrumbs from the past. Look back. 
Remember, find strength in who God is and how, what he's brought you from. And that will give you strength to go through this one. Remembering that God is with you. God is for you. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He's fighting for you. No weapon of the enemy shall prosper against us. God is for us. So I wonder this morning, what are you looking at? Are you looking at the breadcrumbs or the waves? I believe the Lord is saying to each and every one of us this morning, look at the breadcrumbs. Remember what I have done for you. I'm not going to fail you now. You've never failed and you won't stop now.